Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to episode 53 of On the Table Gaming. And for this week, we're going to be talking with Ben from Blitz Minis. And uh, stay tuned to the very end. We'll be talking about how we are going to be giving away two Baratheon starter sets and two Neutral Hero Box 2s. Uh, this is a really fun conversation. If you haven't checked out Ben's videos, hop on over to his YouTube channel and subscribe. He's representing Singapore in a whole different community than we're used to interacting with. And so we're really excited to to work together going forward. And uh, this is a really fun episode. So with that being said, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Chase. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> I've been hearing you guys for some time, so it's <laughs> nice to finally be invited. <laughs> and I've been uh, and I've been watching your videos. Uh, it's kind of fun now to realize that you're 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 calling from the future here. You're 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 twelve hours ahead of me here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Twelve hours. It's 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 hard to find a time where both of us can make it. But yeah, this uh, yeah. we're twelve hours ahead. Well, I thank you. Thank you for waking up early, and uh, I appreciate you coming on here. And now I'll, now I'll always think of you when it's like New Year's Eve or something, and if it's like the end of the world, I can look and you can see if, you know, how things are going 12 hours in the future. If the, uh, <laughs> you know, that was a positive thing. Like, oh, oh, man, I've only got 12 hours. I can get a few games of uh, Song of Ice and Fire in, so I'll be good. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan, huge fan of your, your, your uh, YouTube channel. I love everything you're doing with Blitz Mini, and you you've got a really cool setup there. I was looking at in the background of of some of your videos. There was one recently. I think you were playing against Free Folk, and at the end you're kind of talking with your opponent, and there's like this kind kind of like this crazy like ship or diorama or like where are you filming those videos? Okay, so because we we do uh, Song of Ice and Fire SIF, we actually get to use the Simon headquarters. Uh, every once in a while and that's the central table oh. and they have quite a few nice dioramas all over the place if you go back to like uh, I think the other most popular video was number 8 where I fought Nick with his Umba Berserkers and I was using Gregor this was when you know there weren't so many releases and so mm -hmm. those two were clearly the two that wanted to go at it big, <laughs> big guys We I did I did a small intro on the Simon headquarters and it's got a lot of really really nice stuff man i mean i love it you know you've been making these battle reports for at least like i don't know five six months now you know i was really excited when i started seeing them because uh, you have really high production quality and uh you know how did you uh first of all i guess like how did you get into gaming in general like what's your gaming background and then how did that lead you to like making YouTube videos? Well, firstly, that is praise from the master. Oh, uh, your 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 videos have got green screens and stuff like that. <laughs> I, that's that's next level for me. And oh. you do different layers of green screens. That's that's too much. Um, <laughs> but um, so I I started uh, in Warhammer. I think most of us did. Mm -hmm. um, but I started really young when everything was lead. Oh um, <laughs> yeah, my 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 older brothers were playing when I was like a a kid, like less than ten years old, and so I always I always wanted to play. Uh, so I I started there, um, maybe at eight nine years old, and, and you that was fun. And, and you got older older siblings, so you were uh, forged in fire here. How, how many <laughs> uh, how many siblings do you have? And. I, I got three difference? older brothers. Oh my, three, three older, older brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. Growing up was tough, man. Growing up oh, was tough. Man. If I didn't eat fast, I didn't eat. Oh, my. <laughs> I, had, I had one younger sister who's like seven years younger than me, and she would kick my butt. I'd like try to do like a demo game, try and teach her the game. She'd crush me. 
I can only imagine what it's like having older siblings that are actually like proficient at games and, and trying to survive in a gaming world like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't, it wasn't all that great. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they made up the rules when I started to win. Oh uh, um, yeah. And I was just like, are you sure? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay, well, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, started the Warhammer, Moved on to 40k, mm-hmm. have a entire army of Death Corps of Krieg, if you know what that is. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the funny thing about that is that that's all Forge World. Mm-hmm. And the moment I started earning my own money and not taking it from my parents... <laughs> Uh, I I I stopped it straight away. I stopped it straight. Away. I was like, I was like, that is a ridiculous amount of money. I I'm not. I... So true. <laughs> when it's not your money, it's like, oh well, you know, whatever. Yeah. But oh man, yeah. So uh, went from forty k, and then in twenty fourteen, uh, I started looking at uh, historical war games, uh, like Flames of War and Team Yankee. Uh, which are by Battlefront. And then uh, our local store died down and I contacted Battlefront directly and said, you know, uh, why don't we help you open up China? And and they were open to the idea. So uh, we have an exclusive distribution to China and oh, the wow. region. Um, we started a company doing that. Uh, it, it's very, very small. It, it, does, it doesn't sound as big as you think exclusive distribution to China. <laughs> Sounds like I mean they they read they don't they don't have a Chinese rule book and stuff like that, um, and the first guy to really do China very well was uh, War Machine mm-hmm. and Warmer Horns, and then Warhammer came in. Warhammer's been there for like fourteen fifteen years, so that that's worked out really well for them. Um, and then most recently, of course, SIF and SIF has taken over my life. I've stopped doing videos for Team Yankee and Flames of War, and I'm just doing SIF at this point. So how did you find out about Song of Ice and Fire of the Miniatures game? I saw the Kickstarter and I thought the minis looked great, uh, especially the Halberdiers. I really liked those minis. Um, so that was my, that was the unit two for me that I was like, these, I actually have a whole, I have way more Halberdiers, Lannister Halberdiers than, than I've ever like fielded <laughs> on the table, but uh, I love them too, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Which, which is why on my videos, the intro scene is just the halberdiers in the <laughs> when, when the when the when the logo rolls on, it's it's me going past my NMM uh, halberdiers. But yeah, they don't see the table very much. But fingers crossed. I heard from James uh, Wapple that mm-hmm. uh, somebody told him that in one point five, the halberdiers are getting a little buff. So oh. uh, hopefully, hopefully they see yeah. the table again. Maybe they can make it into the Gregor list. Yeah. But I don't know. I like that. That might drag me back to some playing some Lannister games. Yeah, I mean, ah, poor guys, man. I don't know for six points with all the other stuff they're fighting with. No way they're gonna see the table. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a buff would be greatly appreciated for them. Yeah, but the videos. Yeah, thank you for that. It it, it takes maybe it does take a lot of production time, and I'm sure you understand that. Oh my, you, you yeah. Do well. I mean, I do green screen stuff. I'll do commentary on like new releases and stuff. Battle reports are a long time to cut and the other thing is like it's it's hard to play and be a personality and do the game like uh i'm, I'm just really impressed like i'll i did some test runs of ones and you know i'm trying to think about the camera stuff and and being very clear in what i'm saying and then i'm like really struggling to play the game at the same time and be like effective in my maneuvers 
and uh, yours just come across very very well. So well, thanks. But if if you are uh, some of the people who have played with me, especially a uh, shout out to John Davis from uh, SoCal, uh, we played I think the first twenty minutes of a game, and then we realized that the sound wasn't on. Oh. And then we uh-huh. had to redo everything. Yeah, we had to re-rack. And go. I mean, he still won the game, but... Uh... John Davis, incidentally, is like an A Song of Ice and Fire super fan. I think he sent me one of like the early lists I did for one of my very, very early videos about... It was like a John Davis destruction. Like It was like a Lannister cavalry list. But, I mean, he's definitely out there really promoting this game. It's so funny that you brought him up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I went through. I went, guys. Yeah, I, I went through California, and I was like, you know, is anybody able to play? So I did two, two videos while I was in the states. Yeah, I, I was confused because I, I, I thought you were abroad, and then I keep seeing people pop up on your on your streams. I'm like, wait a second, like Carl Kirsten, I know he's not in Singapore, so what's going <laughs> on? Uh, so. Yeah. I, I try to do it when I go away and the wife is really supportive. So, uh, yeah, she, she's, she's really the, the one that allows me to do it. Um, I thought you were flying out to these specific people for that purpose. I was like, that's hardcore. You're just like, let's play a game. Like, sure. Like I have a hard time driving like a couple hours. Like I'm not that far from <laughs> Mythico studios and it's like hard just to get down there. It's two hours. I'm like, you know, Sing- Singapore to, the uh, was that? Was that SoCal? No, where would it be? LA, yeah, LA. LAX, yeah, it's it's about ten hours flight. <sighs> yeah, that's that's not funny, man. And I had to stop in Narita in Japan to come uh-huh. over. Yeah, it's tough. But I, I mean, I love the states. The states is a really nice place to visit. Now, do you ever travel with your miniatures? I try not to, but yeah. when I go down to um, CanCon, which is the largest convention in the in Australia, um, that that I I bring my armies for. Or tournaments down there mm-hmm. how are you how are you transporting your stuff incidentally i transport them in battle foam i yep. think they did a really really good job with um their product it's i mean you know there are a lot of cheaper ones like failed her and stuff like yep. that but you really can't beat battle foam when it comes down to just sheer protection i use battle foam for my star wars legion stuff and i've been sitting here just waiting to think about whether I should buy that Magna Rack set. Do you do the magnets or do you do the foam? I, I do the mag. I, I uh, when I transport overseas, I do the foam. But mm-hmm. I do have the Magna Rack now, and I am considering using it for the transportation of minis overseas. Um, man, I'll follow up with me later if you use it for a while. And let me know what you think because I'm really thinking about getting it, uh, and I just don't know. Um, so and it's really else expensive though. To? Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, is it worth it? Um, I said the same thing about this, the regular battle foam, but like I really, really love my battle foam case. And I know I know some people that have other like other versions that aren't battle foam um that were maybe a little bit cheaper and just seeing kind of the wear and tear, like I don't know. I've been really impressed with the foam. So I'm like, maybe the Magnarax will be good. Um, but I know a lot of people do a lot of like at home, like make their own kits with like a you know, sheet piece of sheet metal. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let me let me give let me give two points of view here for Battlefield. Two two points. Um, first thing is I think uh, they do a really really good job. Um, so I'm I'm a retailer with them, mm-hmm. and I I bought an order once, and in the order one of the bags moved a bit, and it was lying on three other foams. Mm. So those foams came seriously dented. 
you know, like they had that really big depression on half of them. I took photos, I sent it to Billy and I was like, guys, this doesn't work. What, you know, how could you guys ship something like that? And it looked like you put the bag on it oh. and, and uh, they didn't reply for two days and then they replied and then they said, um, you know, give it a couple of days and it'll be fine. And I was like, "You guys are you guys are out of your mind." And I went back into I I went back into my storeroom, and I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna magically fix itself." And true enough, it was it was fully formed back up again, no depression. Jeez. Oh, and I was like, I, I sent him I sent him another email. And I was like, "Guys, I'm sorry. You guys are right. Yeah, it's it's amazing product. Thank you." <laughs> Man, yeah. And and, and and the other thing is this. Uh, so that's that's the good point of their product. The the the, the counterpoint is that. Uh, I'm actually I actually own the Magna racks, which are the first one. Now yep. they have the sliding racks. Yeah, and I'm just like, couldn't you have done that in the first place? Well, so here's <laughs> the thing. Here's what, and I don't know if you ended up getting your hands on one because I don't have a the sliding ones like an example to see. They say it's a little bit smaller, and I'm really thinking about this as my free folk because the reason I was just gonna take all my Legion stuff out and put all my free folk in there, but there's just a lot of miniatures that I have now and I'm trying to transport like a, maybe a, a little bit more Raider heavy list. Um, so I'm just hoping that the, the ones that slide out have enough room to get my, uh, you know, full, full set of units it. in there. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's on the 720 chassis. So it's quite okay. large. Um, okay. the, the only question is, are you going to, are you going to put it on, uh, on the bases and then the bases go on it or are you going to put them as individuals and then the bases are transported so the problem is that. i have all my bases uh the actual trays are magnetized and the units just have washers on the bottom so you know they're going to have to put the tray down and then put the miniatures in the tray so hopefully that works uh but are you are you um are your trays um mm-hmm. They have the magnets they, on the bottom of them. Are they flush? Are they flush? Are they? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So there's contact with the metal, right? So they can. Okay, so that's strong. So that's strong. Yeah, that, that should be okay. Uh, but yeah, so so you saw the Kickstarter, so you you jumped into a song of ice and fire, and I and you know, as you can tell if you check out your channel, it's it has skewed very heavily towards the song of ice and fire now. Now that you're playing, I you know a lot of times I see you playing Lannister. Is that your favorite faction? Uh, so when I started, I said, I'm only going to start one faction in this mm-hmm. game. And <laughs> that's a rookie comment there. We, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so now I have a huge Lannister army and, uh, I also have just started Baratheons. Nice. Uh, uh I, I, I think as a side of Vox, they're a bit weak, but, uh, the reason I went with Lannisters was because I realized, look, the only thing that they really can't alter is going to be morale. Mm-hmm. So I thought that Lannisters would always be good. Hmm. Now, now in hindsight, I see that there are some factions, or at least the uh, images of some factions, like the Unsullied, which have four morale as their base. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that might not work so well for Cersei. Yeah, but yeah, so. we'll, we'll see. I mean, there, there's always interesting combos or units, though. Maybe it's just that you don't target the Unsullied as much. Maybe you're just scaring off the other guys. Uh yeah true true I I I suspect that unit's gonna be really expensive I mean right. immune to weaken and stuff like that if if the if the leaked image was was correct and I think uh, Chanel just for clarity's sake I think Chanel was saying that those were like pre alpha images that were released that uh the stats will not reflect most likely the final version so 
Um, well, that, that's a disclaimer, of... right? You don't know whether it's going to be in or it's going to be out. So <laughs> he true, just has to say true. that. I mean, oh, he's doing his job. He's doing his job, you know? <laughs> any any favorite units? Like, is there a unit that you just, I mean, you're talking about the halberdiers, but, you know, actually playing with it on the table, like, is there a favorite unit you like to use? Oh, uh, Mountains Men. Mountains yeah. Men are my favorite. Yeah, they 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 really hit the spot for me. Um, they got Vicious, they got Crit. Uh, so on a good day, uh, if I get a vulnerable on you, uh, I think they hit you on two axes, which allows mm-hmm. them to one hit a unit. A lot of guys yeah. only do crit and sundering like the Swan Brothers. They do it really well and they will burn through your unit, but they take a little bit, they take maybe two attacks. Right. They could do it one sometimes with the, you know, Swords in the Darkness and stuff like that. But, but, uh, I think the Mountains Men really really do it really well um, and and the flank bonuses are uh twofold as well because you are attacking on the morale as well as the armor right Same. now do you, do you typically have any factions that you just like love to play lannister into like if you sit down and your opponent starts unloading their stuff and you had no idea what they're going to put on the table do you ever just be like oh you know you know some people are like i love mirror matches because i love you know having to outmaneuver people or maybe they're just like you know i want to play against starks all the time or maybe you're just like I love taking my Lannisters into free folk. Is there any sort of head-to-head match that if you had to pick it, like that's what you'd go for? Okay, so tournament-wise, mm-hmm. uh, free free folk all mm. the way. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, you tell me you're a free folk player. I'm bringing Gregor, man. That, that, yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. That, there, there's nothing they can do once Gregor gets underway. Mm-hmm. And and most of their units are not strong enough to one-shot your units. Right. So, and they don't have Varus, which means my orders to destroy will always go off. Yep. It's, uh, I, I mean, I, I hope they get a change with skin changes coming up, but. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I'm honestly, like, a lot of those times I end up, you know, I know right now, like the go to NCUs are like Stire with the D3 wounds, D3 hits. But, uh, you know, I really wonder if Ygret is going to be making a big, a big splash just with the, uh, either shutting down an attachment or making your opponent like randomly pitch a card that can sometimes be really helpful, but you know, it's a little bit of a gamble sometimes. I think, I think it's, uh, I think you're right. Uh, I realize that people don't use Mance as much as an NCU, mm-hmm. but I think he's really good. Uh, if you watch the last Hama report, uh, he totally shut down Gregor continuously and I, yeah. I couldn't do anything about it every so turn. I, so that was one. I had moved away from the Mance NCU, and I think maybe that was a mistake. I think now, especially with, you know, you had the uh, the Cave Dweller Alpha that could put out a panic token, but now with the uh, Chosen of Styre being able to put out a weakened token at long range, we can actually start to generate a decent amount of tokens, and then Mance is dropping in as an NCU. You know, he's obviously putting his token on, but he's getting his higher status effects much more easily, and that can be really, really powerful. That is a good point. I didn't see that combo from I'm, the. I, I mean, chosen. it really—it's just going to make him better and better. The more attachments, I mean, and we already have a bit of attachments in Free Folk, but the more that come out that generate any sort of tokens, it's just exponentially making him more and more powerful. Uh, and so I'm trying to cycle back to play him. Um, to be honest, since I got my Then out, I've only played a few games against people that are uh, kind of newer players. Um, so I feel bad that it's like, you know, I'm not really going to test it super competitively, but, uh, that seems to be, uh, a sort of the new force multiplier for him. 
uh, no, for the third, I was thinking the one thing I didn't like was that the Weeper's um, horrific reputation mm-hmm. only triggers on a panic rather than a morale. So you can't use it for the thin morale check. Yeah. If you could, that would be amazing. That that would be really, really good. You could just pull units into you. We'll pull it on the put it on our uh, our wish list. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just change that panic to morale, and that's it. You could make the guy charge you. If he passes, we roll some dice. He fails. He charges into your into your lines, which is what free folk want, and then you just surround him and just butcher the guy. They've uh, I've sort of just been kind of getting lost in in my sort of free folk trying to find out like these idealists and. As more and more elite units come out, I'm also starting to cycle back to more of like the original starter set stuff. And man, insignificant is just so good. Um, oh yeah. And I'm just trying to find that balance now because like I maybe it was actually John Davis who was saying like, what if I just ran a list of all Fen warriors? You know, a pretty resilient force. It's just they don't put out that much damage. Uh, and yeah. insignificant is so good. So I don't know. I'm just one of those things where, you know, you kind of get lost or trying out new things and suddenly you're like, I don't even know what I know anymore. Like maybe I want to be going all back to Raiders and Trappers and just putting attachments in there. But hopefully I'll test a few more things out and see, see where I land. I, well, I think, I think the way they designed the game was really good. And they've actually made it so that if you spam a single unit, it's never really going to work. Right. Maybe, maybe Raiders are the exception. <laughs> But, but, but even that, then, like I've I've had some games uh, where I just start to wonder: Am I losing my games because I'm taking too many raiders? Because I'm just not able to get in positions I need to be because I've got units in the way. Ah, uh, like, yeah. You know, and it's just yeah. like ah, oh, like you know, I need to get these alignments different, or and so you know, and then they don't do that much damage in the end. But <laughs> I could talk. I could talk forever about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, you know, so what? What? Uh, you know, what actually? How'd you get into making battle reports? Uh, you know, we've talked to a few people recently who have started up live streams or started doing battle reports. I think what people are not realizing is that to do what you're doing is actually really hard, and it takes a while to get used to. And you've got this kind of pretty polished product right now that you you can see on your channel on Blitz Mini uh, on YouTube. What what sort of sparked you to start recording those videos? Uh, you mean specifically for SIF? Or yeah, just sure. I mean, I know you have some, I think your oldest ones here are, what was it? Your historicals? But, you know. Um, okay, so uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Warhammer 40k player at, at, at the very start, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to give out a shout out to this guy. I don't actually know him, but his name is Striking Scorpion. 82 or some something like that <laughs> and he did and he did uh battle reports for 40k mm-hmm. and uh he did one where he was like at like a 4000 point tyranid army against imperial guard force who just fortified and stuff like that and he did such a theatrical twist to the game uh cinematography was great um and he really got me immersed. It was like a, a two-hour video and I watched the whole thing. I watched it multiple times, to be honest. And it was like Starship Troopers with, you know, all that tower defense oh, yeah. kind of feel to it. And I was just like, whoa. And 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 I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I bought a GoPro and I, try, I tried doing it. I, I didn't really succeed as well as he did. But then again, 40K is a huge market. Um, so I did that with Flames of War. 
the community kind of liked it, the company kind of liked it, so I, I went with that. And then uh, that was still Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. So so I could only have one image on at a time <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> couldn't fade in and fade wow. out. I couldn't do a lot of those things. So uh, and then and then now it's it's a full blown uh, hole in my pocket. Um, you know, cameras, lenses, lights. Don't, don't get me yeah. started, man. Yeah, I know. It's oh like, man. Yeah, when you when yeah. you see the twenty cents you make from uh, YouTube ads, you're oh, like, God. Yeah, I'll I'll make money back by the time I die, probably. It's, yeah, <laughs> it all starts when it's like I'm gonna get a green screen. Like green screens aren't that cheap, and it's like, oh man, do you know what? To make the green screen really work, though, is I need better lighting, and it's like, okay. <laughs> But now I need lighting to light me because I'm lighting just the green screen. And he was like, what, yeah, yeah. what oh. am I doing here? So that I could have, you know, well, anyhow, yeah. But I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> and, and, it take, and, it take, and the thing is that once you start getting into it, right. th- there's no end to these costs. You're just right. like, whoa, there's like, there's always a better level. Right. right. And then you see someone doing like some cool thing. And I'm like, oh, man, like, that's so cool. Um, I could do that. Yeah, and you kind of figure it out. And you're like, oh yeah, I I know what you mean. Uh, to be to be fair, the latest edition on the SIF uh, battle reports is mm-hmm. the um the NCU board at the top with yeah, all the exactly. I love objectives that. and everything. It's just an overlay, but I I got it from a I got it from the German guys, the German um group that's also doing battle reports. Mm-hmm. They did that first, and I saw it, and I was like, wow, that that is so clear. Yeah, and then I don't have to jump in and jump out and then block your screen stuff like that. So, no, I so, like that addition. Yeah, the the last thing I'm trying to do is actually alter the cards so that I can show what cards everyone has. So how so? There's been a lot of different theories about how to do that, and, and just a uh, disclaimer: I'm we're we were trying to do some test runs for our own battle reports, and then uh, we kind of got discouraged when we realized, you know. How much time it was taking us because we're trying to go very uh, kind of over the top graphics. I'm I'm more into the graphic side of things. Um, but, I realized uh, with the flying you know, dragon, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, but you know, then we realized that we're gonna do all this work, and then if 1.5 is gonna be dropping sometime, but it could be in a, a few weeks, it could be in a few months, but sometime by the end of the year, do we want to just wait and then just do our battle report with the 1.5 stuff? Um, but you know, so one of the big challenges is what to do about cards. You know, some people are talking about maybe having a separate camera that just like shows what's in their hand or you put them up on the screen digitally, but that takes a lot of work. What what were you kind of thinking for showing the cards in the hand? So currently I, I do, a, and this is going to get a bit technical, but currently we just do, I just do PNGs and then I just overlay mm-hmm. it on left and right yeah. and then save, save those files. So whenever I need to, I just pop them on screen. Yeah. Um, but I think with... Um, trying to show their hands. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a poker player, so I like the World Poker series, uh, World Poker Tours, where they, they kind of like show the, the, their hand in the hole kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen those, uh, those I videos. I have. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so something like that. But, um, but then, then you've got the problem of having to scale the cards down and then scale the cards back up, right? right. To show the audience, and that's difficult. So uh, on my end, what I'm thinking is I currently... Uh, save a version of all the cards right so Mm -hmm. it's there is a little bit of lip at the very top of the card before the wording and the logo starts right i I think if you if you shrank that down as much as you can we could kind of hide the cards on the left and right bottom hand of the screen 
so that everybody can see them. They can see the, the yeah, names of the yeah, card without right. seeing the whole card. And then when the, when the thing comes up, then I just pull it up and then everyone can see it. Yeah. Okay. At least, at least when I make a decision and you're a, a Lannister player, you can be like, but why? You've got this right. and this. You could nuke and felty of the crown instead of uh, taking right. the sword. Because oh, you'll, you'll see the card played. So it's like, why did you choose that card over the others is really what you're trying exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. then people can go back and be like, at one thirty-two, you could have done this. You know what? Right. What were you thinking? Oh, that's the best part, isn't it? When people are like, <laughs> you oh, realize people, that yeah. you're totally you're like, ah, yeah. I I say it on the channel all the time. I'm like, don't worry, we we don't need to check the rule. The, they will check the rule for us, and they'll tell us with how wrong we are. Right. Yeah, that too. Or it's just like you know, man, I'm sitting here with no pressure of playing, and I can spend, I can pause it, I can think about it. Then they be like, the best choice was this. Or when you're in that split second decision, you're like, do I do this? Do I not? Uh, you, know, you just have to go with your gut sometimes. Yeah, man. It's, it's battlefield pressure. Now, so um, I love your battle reports. And you've mentioned playing in some sort of tournaments. Do you, um, do you attend a lot of a Song of Ice and Fire tournaments? Um, you know, what, uh, yeah, what's your yeah. comfort level with, you know, where have you, what have you been jumping in on? Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a competitive player, um, mm -hmm. but I, I'm, I'm, I, I tune it according to my opponent. That's why I always ask the question, uh, are you a competitive player before we play? And if you're not, then, you know, I'm really friendly. I'm open. I, you know, everything. But so, if so you're I competitive, don't want, I don't then... I don't want to call anybody out here, but if you were like, hey, so-and-so, are you? Are we going to have a competitive game? And I was like, let's keep it casual. And I showed up with like two units of flayed men to play against you. Uh, how about oh, <laughs> oh, you know, I, 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 I know somebody who did that. He told me he's a casual player, and then he came to Kyle. Kyle Kirsty, the peacekeeper, <laughs> just teasing you a little bit. <laughs> I think what is it, episode uh, 22 on your battle reports. Go check that one out. We won't spoil how it goes. Um, yeah. But check out that video for sure. Uh, so, so there's that, yeah. There, there is a local uh, Comic Con in Singapore. And they're having, and because the Simon HQ is here, they're going to be having a, um, an invitational. So how they're running the invitational is that they're going to be eight players in the invitational at the end of the year in December. And they're having a tournament every two weeks, one at Simon and one at a local game store, all the way to get six uh, invitationals. And then two more invitationals will be given to the players who have the most wins amongst all the participants. Oh, okay. So those eight will play in the invitational for day one of the Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. And then day two will be the open uh, where everybody can join and, and yeah. you know go for it. So the invitational is going to be pretty fun. Uh, I've been I've been playing and uh, I've played in four of the invitationals. Uh, I've won two, but of course you can't win the ticket twice. Right. Um, I'm playing in today's invitational for this tournament because I've already won an invitational. Uh, I'm just going there to basically screw with other people. Um, I'm gonna be sorry, mess with other people. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I'm going to be bringing uh, Gregor and just Gregor. Like, just Clegane, nothing else. I'm not going to bring a second list. But what I really want to do, or what I'm doing today, is I'm going to be bringing the Bolton Black Guard for the first time. Oh, uh, nice. I don't like to uh, play without painted minis, so I've just finished this unit. And I'm going to bring them over uh, to play today. And I've got a new combo for them. Uh, I know people like to put, or I've put Sandor in uh, Guardsman. Mm -hmm. But I think Sendor Clegane in a unit of Black Guard is going to be really good. 
Oh, interesting. I get to push this unit up, and if I see a Vanguard unit that's going to come and shock troop them, I can just Cersei you. And when you do attack, you're going to have to make another panic test. And if you, if you fail by two, you also have cut them down. So yeah. you just need to fail at least by two, and you've lost a rank. So, oh, yeah, short of you being a Berserker unit, <laughs> which is going to make you more angry, uh, I think it'll work. Yeah, so hopefully that, that we'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Man, yeah, and it gives them the affiliation, House Clegane. I mean, that seems, I mean, it is an eight-point unit, but that's still pretty good. Well, the thing with Gregor's unit is that, uh, Gregor lists in general, is that you, you never have an anchor. All your mm-hmm. guys are four plus, so at right. least this guy with three plus, he should yeah. be able to tank tank the initial charge. Oh man! And then and then we get into it. Yeah. So let me we'll know how, how goes. that goes. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I don't think I don't think Blackguard is going to be very friendly to Free Folk though. I think Free Folk gonna. <laughs> no, I'm I'm basically devastated, but uh, it's all right. People get some cool things every once in a while. I'm sure. We'll be- but I, I am waiting for like you know uh, five units of raiders just to melt trying to kill this one thing. <laughs> Because and they've got the three plus armor. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> well, you have sundering on the charge sometimes, right? So we'll right. see. There's <laughs> so gonna be like who's left before I resolve my attack. And it's like, well, there were a bunch of guys, but now they're gone, and they hit you on a four plus, and you blocked on a three plus. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not bitter. We do have the coolest looking miniatures, though. I think so. Yeah, you do. You do. The photos of the bone are amazing. Oh gosh, yeah. Even that thin. I love the sculpts there too. Oh, the thing looks so Viking-like. I love it. I yeah. love it. And I got to say, though, uh, while Lannisters are my first faction, I do think the actual best faction of the game is Starks. Ah, uh, interesting. Uh, you know, I'm assuming here it has to do with their ability to, like, capitalize on their maneuvers. But what, 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 what about them is, uh, do you think it makes them so powerful? I think it's Sansa. Oh, repeating okay. the words. Uh, that, that, one ability is so strong and 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 i mean look it doesn't get it's not a get out of jail free card all the time but a veteran stock player will know when to pull the card Mm -hmm. and and you know the thing is that a lot of people are like oh i could i I control the horses i can devastating impact right now charge 12 and hit you uh great but it doesn't win you the game Uh, a really good player knows like yes i have this nuke button over here just don't press it until i need to <laughs> and when they do it it is really devastating so i i think stocks are i and i i won my last invitational with stocks because i thought i was going there for oh. fun but i tried the stocks out and i've been practicing with them and they are so ridiculously strong like uh yeah counterplot can only block two things so oh, but wait a second ben what about these wolves now being worth worth a victory point doesn't that just totally make the whole faction unplayable trash can't you just have to throw all your starks to the side now oh i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw some red meat out there oh boy here we go <laughs> this is pure whining my friend <laughs> it's the biggest secret of stocks oh, oh, no. the, dog, the dogs are worth every penny <laughs> oh. They do their job so well. And and let me just uh, shout out to all the Lannister players who have played against Shaggy Dog and watch him run around your line and hit your back. And you tell them that it shouldn't be worth a point. And, mm-hmm. and they, 
they would be on my side in the instant. I have seen Shaggy Dog destroy Gregor in like two hits. I, I, I got Shaggy Dog into my rear. He charged the rear, minus four, killed half the unit. And then after that, I killed one of his units in the front. And then he north remembers, comes back, hits Gregor again, and Gregor dies. And the whole whole unit's gone. Whole unit of mountain spent. And that's like six points as my commander. But my commander's worth probably about three. So that's like nine points. And that was a zero point unit. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I don't think it's gonna be as big a deal as everyone is making it out to be by having them be one victory point. I totally think you can play around that. It's a shift, sure, but it's not the end of the world. I do wonder if for like the really serious competitive tournament players, if with their new scoring, where it's like if you have a certain number of points, you have like a what is it, like a crushing victory versus a. Uh, the medium victory, like there's those new cheers. I wonder if that's going to affect it in the end, if it's like a tiebreakers maybe, that you know, you'll be a little bit closer in points now as opposed to having some games where you might be really far ahead because your opponent does have an opportunity potentially to get a victory point or you might end up sacrificing a wolf in a key moment. But on your know, individual, like winning a game or losing a game, I mean, it might be too early to say, but I, I think I agree with you. I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, I mean... You know, dogs could always be killed if we really wanted to do it. Uh, the most extreme thing I've ever done is uh, fire and blood. Uh, the first thing I did in the game was I took the... He took letters, and then I took uh, bags, mm-hmm. healed off the token, and put Cersei... I took the bags with Cersei, put Cersei on the dog because I marked the dog. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then I and then he was within a range of a corpse pile. Mm-hmm. And the moment he activated the dog to run away, I just did paid mutiny and killed the dog straight away. Oh, <laughs> that, I mean, oh. we all have ways to kill dogs. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> this, this the, the, is the most is... weird conversation taken in context, <laughs> by the way. But yeah. sorry, I mean, die wolves, guys, die wolves. Die, that's the sound bite that's out there. And <laughs> you're like, who? What the? <laughs> Why are these two guys discussing <laughs> how to kill dogs? Uh. <laughs> But I, I don't think I don't I think they are worth everything. And I think in a competitive sense, um, especially when you're playing two equally um two equally uh, matched opponents, uh the ability to bring eight or nine activations to a seven or eight activation game yeah. is very, very powerful. Uh you know, they, they can wait. And most of the Lannisters, they don't have things that can re uh replace um uh, tactic sport zones only mm-hmm. only gregor does that so effectively once we're out of activations that's it it's game over and it's and it's go time for the the uh, stocks so they can have up to three dogs just running around and i'll watch how you deploy the rest of your units before i do anything so it could it could it's very very powerful and then i mean that, that's kind of something that's been being talked a lot about in the community and we may actually have future for listeners we may have some future discussions uh i know uh, Chris from Mythicos, if you're listening, I know you're quite upset about the Stark changes, and we'll have to get you on here to to explain why further. But um, there's been a lot of big changes being announced, even just in some of the new units. Uh, they just announced, uh, they just spoiled uh, Jacken Hagar, the follower of the Red God, which is going to be in the Heroes, uh, the Neutral Box too, and uh, his ability choosing a name when Jacken claims a target, uh, when when Jacken claims a zone on the tactics board. You may target an enemy infantry unit and roll a die. If you claim the melee zone, you may re-roll this die. Or if you claim the attack zone, you may re-roll this die. On a one, there's no effect. On a two through four, you deal that unit one wound. 
on a five, you deal that unit one wound or kill one non-character attachment in the unit. And then on a six, kill any one model in that unit. I think this couple of that stark change, people are some people are calling like the sky is falling. What are your thoughts about this this NCU? Do you think this is game breaking? People are uh, it maybe it's not as powerful as people might think. Where do you kind of fall on this? Mm, I I I don't think he's that powerful. Uh, and uh, let's let's assume for a second he's a four point attachment because they didn't mm-hmm. say the same thing that they said right. about Walder Frey, right? Walder Frey was supposed to be the most expensive, so I'm assuming he's five or six. Um, but <clears throat> if if we look at uh, just Jaken, oh, the, the the man with no name, mm-hmm. uh, I I. I don't see who's gonna want to spend four points on this guy rather than another attachment, uh, another NCU. You yeah, know, the Starks always... have a better option, Lannisters have a better option. So why? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's looking at that six. You roll a six, you kill any one model, so that you could kill Joffrey right off, you could kill Rickon right off. But man, you gotta roll a six. How many times do you see Joffrey on a competitive table, though? I mean, That's if it's true. a friendly well, but, table, it's yeah. But does this off. make it? even less likely i wonder having this out there um but there's so many big ifs i'm typically not a big fan of the rng like you know random effects um you know because it's just not something i like to have something a little bit more predictable when i'm playing but right right, i don't know i think that's it's also hard to really talk about units like this because you could play a game and you could roll you know three sixes (laughs) or you could roll three sixes and be like yeah i just everything every unit attachment you have it's it's dead (laughs) so i don't know but uh i think you're right i think it's going to be probably not not that great game breaking i don't think or it's going to be you know we don't see a lot of joffrey lists already and i don't know if we're going to see this on the competitive tournament scene i don't know well, I, I can tell you one thing. Joffrey is, is staying on the shelf now that the stone thrower is out. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's it. If, if you roll a six there, you wipe out not just Joffrey, but the, but the whole year. <laughs> that's, a, that's a painful one, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that that's my thoughts on, on him. Uh, I, I'm quite sure there are going to be a lot more neutral heroes inside that box, so uh, hopefully. Uh, I, I, I know word has it that... Um, Walder Frey was a commander. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. Because, because, I mean, you know, the ability to shut down a, 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 a unit and all its abilities every turn, yeah. uh, it, it sounds too good to give to everybody. Uh, so it, it kind of makes sense that if he was a commander, an NCU commander with like similar to Joffrey cards, mm-hmm. where you know you make you make everybody ineffective at fighting, but but hey, you know you've taken away everybody else's abilities. That kind of makes sense, and 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 maybe that's what they meant when they said he was the most expensive. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Most expensive. Yeah, because, well, he'd be free then. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. But 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 you're, you're but, replacing a yeah. commander, right? And that's oh, that actually sounds kind of like a Michael Chanel like coy comment. I wonder. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't he's like me. saying something, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it's the most expensive." But it's sort of like double speak, misleading stuff going on. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know, Mike. Mike's a really smart guy. He can leave a lot of clues. <laughs> it's true. He definitely does. He's laughing somewhere right now. He's like, "You falling <laughs> for my plan." <laughs> and then yeah. I, and then i know you've got some other stuff coming up uh you got your uh there's a big seamon thailand event coming up that you're going to be at right okay so yeah the seamon the expo thailand is happening on 
a Saturday and Sunday. It's on November 30th and the 1st of December. Uh, this is the first expo that they're going to be running and they very uh, kindly offered to sponsor uh, my tickets to fly over there. Oh, wow. Uh, to, to, to cover it, yeah. Um, so Simon is doing... Do they call themselves Simon or Come On now? I'm. Uh, it is technically, I believe, Come On. Uh, I don't know if it's much of an improvement. Uh, <laughs> in, I don't know. We won't get into that linguistics elements, but yeah. Okay, so Simon um, sure. does, is doing this, and and uh, they're gonna they're gonna have four local retailers, and they're doing it uh, and themselves to rent out a hall in like a university. Um, basketball hall or mm-hmm. conventional exhibition hall and it looks really good i i think they're going to be a lot of great things uh that are going to come out there i i don't know if they're going to be able to do it but hopefully if you look at simon when they go to conventions they do early release stuff mm-hmm. so i don't know if they'll do it but i hope they do uh but if any of you do follow my channel and you subscribe you can just join us for the live stream uh, we're only going to do a live stream on both days once. Uh, but if you go onto my channel, you can actually see when those times are streamed and they will be converted to your time so you know when it is. And I'll and link those be... down in the show notes below too for people if you want to just check in the notes of this podcast episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, just these two dates. We'll do five minutes. And anybody who's on, I'm just going to just do some trivia. And if you get everything right, uh, you walk away with prizes. Uh, it's on. I have a YouTube channel. I have a YouTube video on it to explain what we're doing. But in essence, we'll be giving away uh, four neutral heroes too. We'll be giving away four cave dweller savages. Yeah. And we'll be giving, yeah, cave dwellers. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wants that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the crazy men from the cave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all funny until they flank you. Um, <laughs> and then it's not so funny. <laughs> Are those guys holding bones? And then, <laughs> then you're like, oh, they are holding bones. <laughs> Human bones, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on... And we've also got a full zombicide uh, invader full pledge. So uh, that thing is heavy, man. Please don't make me send it over to you. But I will. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's, it's really heavy. Uh, crazy, crazy. So uh, we'll be giving all those giveaways. If there's anything on site, we're also going to pick them up and show them to everybody. They've got swag bags, which they normally do, which I think where everyone started from Adepticon, they gave away like 200 starter sets, you know, oh. stuff like that. So I don't think they're going to do that this time. I mean, it's Thailand, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not the core market like the US, but they will do something, I'm sure. That's exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we expect quite a large turnout because this is year one. But uh, hey, you know, if, if, if the live streams are successful and, and at least uh, it's got peripheral marketing effect, uh, I think I think Simon will be like, okay, let let's let's do it again. Let's you know go into other things. Um, and, and I saw in your video, uh, kind of teasing <laughs> the the Thailand Simon Expo, uh, that you're standing there like flanked and surrounded by Baratheon starter sets. Yes, yes. So Blitz Minis already has them in stock. They're on our website. I don't think there are a lot left. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we already have them. Uh, but we are also going to be doing uh, so. Simon Live Simon Expo is going to be my first time doing YouTube live stream, and that's pretty. You're a brave man. Yeah, you're yeah. a brave man. 
<laughs> so, I mean, not making any mistakes or calling out wrong names or wrong times and dates uh, with no editing, that's a little bit tough. But I, 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 it's only five minutes and what's the worst that could happen, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Trip over myself and break <laughs> a table or something. Uh, that um, would make an amazing live stream, though, if everything went wrong. Like, the fire oh, maybe, starts in the background. Like, maybe I started. <laughs> maybe I started. There's no sound, and I just talked to myself for five oh, minutes. Oh no! Now I yeah, feel you like know, nervous I, for you. I'm. Yeah, oh. I, I really don't know. So, so anyway, uh, what I'm going to be doing, and I, I hope I, I have your cooperation on yeah. it, is uh, I'm going to do a collab with you on this, and uh, I'm going to do another live stream on the 17th of November, which is a Sunday, two Sundays. Uh, before the Seabon Expo. So this is 17th November, guys. It's 10.30 p.m. my time, which is GMT plus 8. And on this uh, stream, I'm going to be giving away uh, starter sets, uh, a one Barakan starter set and one Neutral Heroes 2, if we can hit my subscriber count to 1,008 for the Baratheon and 2,000 for the Neutral Heroes 2. I know people have been waiting to get those Baratheons. Yes, yeah, so, we gotta yeah. make sure we get this one. We we'll get over to to the Blitz Minis on uh, on YouTube and and subscribe. Not only will you be getting a chance to get this uh, Baratheon starter set, uh, but you also get to see awesome battle reports and possibly neutral heroes too. If and we get two thousand too, we're gonna get that one too. So it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good thing. Uh, I'm I'm just really doing it to run through live stream at least once before the actual event because I don't want to promise Simon something and then mm-hmm. you know no video or no audio or anything stupid happens I know how to how to at least <laughs> fix it yeah so uh we I spent a lot of time on the videos and everything so if you guys can help me grow a little bit that's great mm-hmm. and all you got to do is click that subscribe button and join in for the live stream absolutely and i think that's such an important thing i mean first off like you know, we are a community and let's all support each other. And anytime there's new people starting up stuff. And I mean, you've been at this for a while. You've been working really hard. You know, if you, for some reason, haven't seen one of these battle reports, like get on over there, but you know, help support each other. Right. Uh, so check out his stream, check out uh, his channel and make sure you subscribe. We'll be posting some of his battle reports as well on our website, Facebook page, and uh, you know, see if we can get this collaboration going. That'd be great. And if I hit, uh, 1,800 or 2,000. Uh, I will also be giving Chase a Baratheon starter set and a Neutral Heroes 2 to give away. Yeah, so we'll be giving those things away as well. And I'll be announcing our, our vehicle for how we're doing that coming up. But um, this is sort of like a win-win situation here. Um, so if you know you help support Blitz Mini, not only are uh, is there a chance to get a starter set through him, but uh all goes well there's a another set coming out on this side as well for you guys so there's there's a kind of basically two chances to win uh two awesome prizes the starter set and and the heroes there i mean these are really cool and and you've already seen the the baratheon sculpts up close uh but the miniatures are amazing they are truly amazing i i don't really get how the mechanic works right now but <laughs> but they are, they are very nice scopes can we get an up an upcoming battle report with you uh trying to fumble through the starter set units against somebody i i will try i i i will say that i know what they're going for mm-hmm. uh you know lannister's control and morale and winning before 
blades are drawn, Starks are wolf pack, right? They mm-hmm. they pick at your at, at your flanks and then they break through. And I think the Baratheons are there to really hold the line. And then once you're stuck in it, then they're really gonna just start yeah. melting you. But I I don't see how it works with the the core units in the starter set. Uh, they just don't have the pushing power or the yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea, too, when you look at uh, how they compare to other starter sets. Um, I think it's always as hard when a faction comes out and, you know, other the other factions already have, like, several unit releases, uh, you know, out and ahead of them. I remember, like, when the Free Folk first came out, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is a little bit different. But the Baratheons, I think one of the things that's going to be really tough in the beginning is how do you deal with, like, auto-wound units, whether it's, you know giants or pyromancers um but who knows i actually haven't gotten any games in with them yet so i don't know but it seemed that's kind of my initial impression that's a good point uh they don't have a way to deal with that actually not yet right you know so we'll see what they've got coming out well they got last stand which is a nice that's true uh, card to have but but that only works with one of one or two of them you know the 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 warden's last stand would just be seven dice and four plus which is meh (laughs) <laughs> but it seems like the way they've already set it up, like it's got a lot of potential for growth with a sort of sub faction mechanic, the loyalty system. So I, I bet we're gonna see some really flavorable units. Well, they they have announced Baratheon Heroes two and Baratheon Heroes three, and they think that they're gonna be released fairly close to each other. So I suspect mm. that one of them is gonna be all Renly and one of them is gonna be all yeah. But then again, with all these leaked schedules, you know, it always gets pushed back, and we never right. know. And there's distribution. Yeah, global distribution is always challenging anyway. <laughs> yeah, poor guys, man. I, I... <laughs> and the thing is that the game is so popular now, and mm-hmm. everyone is just like hounding them. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but you know, right. I, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes at this point. Well, we're going to make sure we check out your live stream, and we'll be pushing out your content. I'm excited to, to see more battle reports and more awesome stuff coming out from, from Blitz Minis. And uh, any, anything you want to plug here at the very end? Uh no, just that Blitz. Uh, well, yeah, just that Blitz Minis has a um online store where www.blitzminis.com. Exactly how it sounds. Blitz B L I T Z. Um, <clears throat> and we ship worldwide. We normally use DHL, so everything gets to you really quick. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to make a purchase, I always support pay uh play, pay where you play. If you have a local game store, but uh, if you know you can't get something please give us a try. Thanks for coming on. And for everybody else, I hope you get your miniatures on the table.